There are few sounds in the theme park as distinctive as roller coaster station brakes releasing and the feed wheels starting to spin, setting a train in motion. This is the moment when a true roller coaster fan's heart starts to race. And come to think of it, that happens for frightened riders too. They both know thrills lie ahead. And once the train hits that lift hill chain, there's no turning back. Today, you are on the lift hill for Impark Tracks. I'm your host and seatmate for this ride, Philip Hernandez, and we are about to dig into Iron Gwazi, Bush Garden Tampa's newest roller coaster. We sent Impark publisher Martin Palicki to check out the ride, which opens, or opened, depending on when you're listening to this, on March 11th, 2022, a full two years after its planned debut. I'm happy to report that Martin survived Iron Gwazi, calling it an absolutely amazing ride. By the way, if you'd like to see and hear a craftily edited video of his ride featuring both Martin, the coaster fan, and his buddy Andy, the coaster scaredy cat, visit Impark's YouTube channel. Iron Gwazi is a hybrid coaster, a wooden structure, and a steel beam track. It's replacing the dual-tracked Gwazi, two wooden coasters that operated at the park for over 15 years. If you get the chance to ride, look up to the right as you enter the covered track area at the end of the ride. You'll see a nod to the ride's past with the emblems from the original two Gwazi tracks, the lion and the tiger, mounted on the wall. After his ride, Martin had a chance to talk with Andrew Schaefer, the Director of Design and Engineering for Busch Gardens in Tampa, Florida. The two discussed the attraction while standing in its shadow. Although the ride is exceptionally smooth and quiet, you'll still hear it in the background throughout the interview. Think of it as a little extra production value. Here's Martin and Andrew. So, the first question, we'll go back in time a little bit. Why did you decide to close Gwazi? So, Gwazi, I mean, it opened in 1999. It uh, ran all the way through 2015 is when we closed it down. But, I mean, at the end of Gwazi's time that we had it here, I mean, it was just starting to get a little rougher. The throughput on it got a little bit slower. So, that kind of is a little bit of a dead giveaway that it's losing its momentum and we wanted to refresh it and bring new life to it. Sure. But you decided to keep a lot of, well, they kept the name, yep. a modified name, right, on Gwazi, and you kept the station. Why did you decide to do that, not just start over? So, hybrid coasters are a really cool concept. So, we we reached out to Rocky Mountain Construction and had a pretty good charrette on designing a new attraction for, for original Gwazi to now Iron Gwazi. And so we work with them pretty hand in hand on creating a great concept that is now what you see out here. Can we talk a little bit about vendor selection while you went with RMC? Sure, yeah, Rocky Mountain Construction, we went with them because it was a hybrid coaster. So we obviously took the original wooden coaster and turned it into the hybrid. And they're definitely the specialists for that. So we went with them because of that. So how do you interface with them? Do you say, this is what we want to build exactly? Or are you saying, you know, this is our concept, and then they come back with the design? Or It's a little of both. It's a collaborative effort between everybody. I mean, we've got folks here locally. We've got folks in our corporate office. We've got some theming folks or creative on our side that kind of help with all those things. And then there's their team that we work with closely throughout the whole thing. So we give them certain criteria that we want or certain elements that we might want, and then they try and implement that into the attraction. I imagine it's an iterative process. It very much is, yep. Can you talk a little bit, maybe the story of the ride and, and ways that it connects with the old story of Gwazi? Yeah, the original was a lion and tiger, but we We've kind of recreated that. We kept the Gwazi name. 
and added iron, obviously, the new steel track. But we've just kind of recreated, rebranded it a little bit to this new attraction. The crocodile theme is kind of, it's a big predator. We just wanted to kind of bring something new and fresh out here, and we were able to amplify it with all these great colors and theming that goes with it. I don't think a purple is a crocodile color It's not, but you know what? Uh, <laughs> it adds a, a really nice touch to the... Uh, because, I mean, crocodile stuff is all greens and earthy colors. Add a little pop of something colorful to it. It's very distinctive and noticeable. Yeah. So, it, it, the conceptually, are we the crocodile? Is that, are we? Yes. Yes. Or are we, we're not riding on the back of a crocodile? Or whatever. Well, we're not necessarily riding on the back of a crocodile. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, conceptually, you're, you're kind of the crocodile. And you're going through as, as a crocodile, if you will. On its hunt for prey or something. Yes. Is there any way, anything you can say about how Iron Guazi fits into kind of a bigger picture for Bush Gardens Tampa? And like yeah, I mean, we're, we're a pretty big thrill park here, so it adds into that thrill portfolio that we've already got in our park. So it's just adding another, another notch in the belt for thrill attractions. The nice thing about this one, it's got the 48-inch height requirement, so... It actually allows some younger folks to be able to ride this attraction as well. Can you talk a little bit about why you decided to go from a double track coaster to a single track coaster? We had a lot of design iterations. We talked about two tracks, combining them. So we had a lot of different iterations and plans that we could have went with. At the end of the day, we decided to take some of the layout from both tracks. So even though there were two out here, we still combine areas throughout the layout into one track. We didn't 100% take both tracks and put it together. We had talked about it, but what we ended up with is kind of a combination of both tracks, it, and then it came out to the 4,075 feet of track that we've got today. So I know it's not two coasters, not the same length of track, but is it kind of the same footprint as before? Is It, it is. Okay. Yep, it's the same footprint as before. Obviously, the, the actual size and scale is different. We're significantly taller, faster, everything today, but the footprint is the same. But if you actually overlaid the layouts, you can tell areas where the tracks combined essentially so the the actual pathway i guess maybe is a better terminology for that but the pathway connects through the two attractions that were there before essentially what happens with these hybrid coasters is you reutilize the foundations that are there obviously you have to add some in areas that require different kind of foundation style if there's kicker legs or any other kind of structure that you may need but typically you would follow the existing layout and path that's there of the ride and then add on to that sure do you think it when you were making that decision to go from two to one were you thinking about capacity at all or yeah we always we, we always talk about capacity and that was definitely part of our design criteria it needed to meet certain capacity so that we could get enough riders through the system all at one time so it definitely was on our minds, and it, it was taken into consideration during design. But you're not worried. We'll see when we actually get the opening day. I mean, there's going to be there's going to be a <laughs> there's hard, always a sense of a little bit worry because you don't really know how. I mean, you can tell the anticipation based on everything you see online and and the chatter, but you don't really know till opening day and see how many people actually show up, and then and then that's the the moment that you're like, uh oh. 
But I think I think we've we've done a great job here. I think we've got the capacity. I'm sure the first few weeks are going to be extremely busy, no matter what. Um, but it's gonna it's gonna be fine. Yeah. Why did you decide to open it now? I know we had the whole COVID debacle. Yep. And so why March of 2022? Well, I mean, it, it seems like the right time at this point. I mean, COVID hit obviously, as you know, and that just really kind of impacted everything and impacted travel, people coming to parks, everything. So uh, we felt like things are starting to pick back up and get back into, into gear. So now seems like a, the best time, if any. This feels like a, sort of a phase rollout of the brand to me. Well, we wanted to definitely give something to our pass holders. I mean, our pass holders have been waiting forever for this attraction to open. So we wanted to make sure that they were the first to ride this thing. So that's why we're kind of doing it in a phased approach and letting them get on first and, and the passport to thrills and then platinum and, and working the way down the system. When was it actually ready to open? Well, we were, we were, I can say we were very close before we shut down. Yeah. yeah. Had you been on it in 2020? I had. Yeah. So you've been sitting on this for I two years. I have been sitting on this a while. Yeah. Well, so that's kind of an interesting opportunity, right? You've had two years since it's been done, really. Is there anything you would approach differently? Like, no, I think we did. I think we did a pretty excellent job. I mean, I, I can't say there's anything that I would have done differently on this attraction. Yeah, what's your favorite part? <laughs> My favorite part is definitely the 540 roll. Yeah. It's just, it's so incredible. I mean, I, I love the front of the train just because you feel so open and free and like you're flying through the air. The back, though, on that 540 roll is just incredible. So that's definitely my favorite part. You haven't been in the back yet, so we'll uh -oh. have to try that. Yeah, you definitely next. need to do that. This has been Impark Tracks, the audio companion to Impark Magazine. For more information and to sign up for a free subscription, visit imparkmagazine.com slash subscribe. Impark Tracks is a production of Impark Magazine. Our executive producers are Philip Hernandez and Martin Palicki. This episode was edited by Martin Palicki with post-production by David Swope. Music in this episode is by Penguin Music from Pixel Bay. The Impark staff includes Judith Rubin, Joe Kleiman, and Jordan Zuha. 